Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of the Undergrads podcast. We are your hosts Mo and Tom and in this episode we interviewed Kelly Anna who is a freelance artist and print designer. Kelly studied fashion illustration where she won a competition to illustrate catwalk shows for four seasons which led her to discovering her love for print and is now known for her very colourful figurines working as a freelance print designer. Let's get into the second episode. So you talk about how you couldn't work in the industry the way you do without technology. Um, how important do you think technology is now to the current market of designers? Um, it's so important. I think when you're... Like when I first started out, obviously, I was like using Illustrator and Photoshop. But as time's moved on, it's kind of become a massive, massive part of what I do. Especially when like you're working to such tight deadlines. Like sometimes you'll get a brief on a Friday afternoon and they'll want draft by Monday. So having like, like I use the iPad Pro loads, um, you know, so I can quickly sketch the ideas send it across straight away there's no like it takes out all that scanning so it's it's just one of those things it kind of speeds up the process but I always always start with a sketch on paper for I think any time that just that kind of rawness of pe- like your pen and paper you just can't you can't beat that it's almost nostalgic as well isn't it yeah it is yeah and I think you if you don't like I carry a sketchbook around with me and I know everyone always like yeah I carry the sketchbook around but it is so it's so true and it's you know you can't you just can't beat that obviously if you think you know technology didn't well how big it is now but if it didn't exist at all Mm -hmm. like you said you just carry pen and paper do you think you'd be able to do what you do without yeah you'd make make it work I mean I don't know how you know back in the day they didn't have it but like you would um if you're creative you'll find a way to you'll find an outlet to do it and whatever that is maybe it you know digital is just we've fallen into this like online world and we've kind of like we're all scrapping around and being like right how can I take this on how can I use digital how can I you know combine my arts within this online world but if we didn't have that I'm sure we'd all find some other ways yeah and it's it's almost very easy for yourself like yourself as well to get the work out to your audience far far quicker yeah and um, and I think it's um in a way it's kind of weird because sometimes I think it's actually it's an incredible thing to be able to share your work but it can be quite detrimental as well and I always say this to um especially like younger artists don't be afraid to experiment and have shit work because like develop like good work doesn't come through lots of good work it comes through loads of fuck ups and me being like fuck this is awful I need to keep working on it but now there's a huge problem with um you know young illustrators putting up a bit of work it not getting I don't know how many of the likes and them taking it down it's like do you know what if it's shit fucking own it put it up it is gonna you know sometimes you are gonna want to take it down and that's fine Mm -hmm. but own what you're doing just own it have you have you so you've obviously been through that stage where you've put work up and you felt oh it wasn't good 100 percent. was that just purely based on just not getting the likes you 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 felt self like Mm -hmm. oh okay i could do better than this what can i yeah i think it was a bit of both so like we all have it and it's something that people don't talk about because they're perfectly like you know they're perfect instagrams but when i was like developing um you know like I mean, I only started really pushing my own work probably a year and a half, two years ago. And when I was doing that, there was moments where I'd put something up and I'd be like, no, that's such a bad idea and took it down. And that's, but that's part of the development process. 
but it's a really important thing to do that go through it but also don't be scared of showing your development pieces also what about that kind of notion where even if it's like finishing something is better than making something perfect so where's the balance between actually just finishing it and letting it kind of lie or pushing something a little bit too far yeah do you know what I always there's there's a thing with artists and kind of graphic designers and illustrators where we we're such hard critics on ourselves like I'm the biggest crit I probably get it from my dad who was probably the biggest critic he'd always be like that shit start again Mm. um but I think what I've found out is if I'm if I'm genuinely having fun in what I'm doing if I'm having like the best day in my studio I'm just like ah you know doing lots of collage and people tend to react better to that as well because they can see it's through genuine fun and sometimes it isn't finished and you know I, I quite like putting up really like kind of half finished work so I think it shows a bit more of your personality sometimes than something really clean and finished yeah um you're supposed to be a creative you're supposed to you know you're supposed to try new things but I always say people don't like to see what they haven't seen before people love seeing what they've seen before they love Mm. it um and so as an artist it's quite especially with this online world as well it's quite easy to um go along with the trends and go along with what everyone else is doing to kind of get fit in yeah but but then you're just following a trend and you're kind of yeah do you think you know by following trends you're kind of putting yourself in a danger of like falling in that circle of just being like everyone else and then like you said you went from that transition of finding your own design and yeah now you're known for that particular print mm-hmm. if you hadn't done what you did before like so going through that process of having just fun and being yourself and yeah. allowing yourself to come through into the design yeah do you think you'd be at where you are right now or uh, no no and I think um I think when you are developing I think it's quite easy like I was saying to follow those trends but what you've got to do is look you've got to be we've all got to be current there's a there's a difference between being current and being on trend so I think what you've got to do is find what your style is find what you're really what really excites you like for me color really excites me and a couple of years back color was like dead it was just like no one was using color it was all black and white line illustration which wasn't me at all um but i kind of kept using color and it was just what made me happy so i think find your style get what do what you really like doing but try and stay current try and pick up on things that are you know, look at look at what's going on in the world. Look around you and try and link it somehow to keep you current. Basically, would you say you're established now, or are you still developing? Are you still in the works? No, like you could keep. I'm not even hardly where I want to be. I think I've kind of reached a point now where I'm actually just really enjoying. I'm just having fun, and I think it took years for me to even get to that because, you know, early twenties is like you worry about everything, um, and you stress about which, what design agency am I going to be in? You know, all these things that you worry about and then you get to a point you're like, oh my God, just like pipe down, have fun. Um, you know, as long as you pay, pay your rent. Yeah. Uh, just enjoy yourself. I mean, you've worked in so many different sectors now, you know, yeah. music, fashion, um, like footwear. We just mm-hmm. saw your recent collab with Nike. Would you say that's your far biggest achievement thus far? Or uh, Yeah, I've, I mean, I've worked in like apparel, footwear, music, but... It, but it all kind of syncs together. I think it's all kind of performance, which is quite weird. Um, 
But the, yeah, I'd say Nike was the best project I've worked on because the best thing was working with um, the footwear team in Portland. They are, they are literally the top of their game. There's nothing they don't know. And I think being able to work and then like get really excited about what you're doing is insane. What I took from that as well, it kind of like shows that, you know, following your passion, being yourself, can lead you to so many different doors then yeah. like you said worrying about working for the best studio or no. you know working for someone who's already established and so why what was it for you that you didn't want to work for someone you want you was like I'm just gonna freelance and I'm gonna take a yeah. chance with it well do you know what I did work for I did work for companies before um and I, I think it's every company I worked for I was like this is cool but there's something here, there's just something that's not right. I, I need to, there's something I need to do. And that took, when I was working for these companies, it took me working seven days a week to be able to, because you've got to work, you've got to pay your rent, hello. Yeah. Um, but you've then got to spend all your time outside of work. Some people say to me like, um, they're like, yeah, but I have like a full-time job. How do I even move on? I'm like, there are seven days in the week, right? Yeah. There are seven days and there are evenings. So like, I don't buy that there isn't time. Yes, you might have a full-on job. And even if it is a design-based job, you're going to be fucking knackered by the time you get home. You've been staring at your screen all day. You're going to be creatively exhausted. That's what you've got to do if you want to go freelance. Unless, again, you're really lucky and you hit it young. But it's, it's a rarity, you've yeah. got to just, and it can take years, so yeah. The, the, the one thing that kind of gets you through that job that you're kind of like not vibing or whatever, the, the one thing is your own passion. It's the only thing that really gets us through anything, really, I think it's. How do you, how do you deal with, like you said, if you do get creatively exhausted and you do want to create more? All the time. How do you deal, <laughs> how do you deal with that creative block yourself? Um, yeah, it's one of the hardest things, like I speak to all my mates about it, like it's, like you you can go weeks where you're just like what what am I doing like I can't even get that feeling again and that and we've you know, all that, been there haven't yeah, we? yeah you get that feeling you're like you feel dry you don't know what's next you're like questioning your life <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so dramatic yeah. um for me the quickest way to deal with it is um it's so simple just literally put your headphones in and go for a run or like go for a walk and kind of just basically trying to get yourself excited again about you know the, the work and also just looking like I think go out read some books you know it's the best thing to do I know it's cliche but do you yeah. try and stay away from I know you're constantly on Instagram and you're posting and yeah. getting your work out there that's for yourself but do you also use it as a platform for inspiration as well oh 100% look? um yeah no I I love it I love seeing other people's work um obviously hello there's this massive thing where we're like shit they're so much better yeah <laughs> but um that's just normal. You're always going to get competition. And if anything, just let it drive you rather than put you off. Because it's so easy to look at something and go, fuck, I'm so not as good as that. Yeah. I've just got to quit today. Mm. But you've worked but Instead, that should push you more. Yeah, and also, like, you've worked this long. Just keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there literally is no point in giving up. <laughs> yeah, there's not. And it's like, it's almost, you know, um, if you come across some work and I'm like, oh, I wish I did that. Yeah. Go and do it. Just go and do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. And also... Um, because I always think to myself, if I do get that feeling of like, you know, if I see someone else and they're doing really well, it's just like, okay, I can either look at this and my heart will go tired and be like, oh, fuck. Or you can just be like, do you know what? I'm working this hard 
just keep like keep it going and give yourself another 10 years you'll be a master in this section kelly talks about the importance of networking and making connections deadlines with large companies and how to apply your skills into new and different routes to further expose your work and to grow your brand into a business well actually do you know when i was studying i hated my course so i basically tried to get out of going to uni so I interned at Giles Deacon Fashion House and I pretty much spent two years there from that I then working so much there that when I left one of the people put me in touch with the company the first company I worked for and then kind of started there and then became head of print and I think when you're working in a company like that you kind of start naturally networking anyway with different people that you're working with but I think in terms of networking, going out to parties, do it 100%. You know, but if you, you know, if you're going to like a, an so event... step your way into an internship. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to an event or something, like make sure that you're looking at... <laughs> you're not looking cray. Yeah. No, no, I get that. I mean, how... Yeah. Like, my other question was, how has that allowed you to excel in terms of in print design industry like. now? So... So, for example, if you want to collaborate with something, you know who to call. Right, 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 yeah. Do you know what? It takes years, actually, to um, build up a network of people. And a lot of the time, it's just your mate. I'll be like, oh, I want to do this thing. And then my mate will be like, oh, I know this person who does... And a lot of the time, that's why it's always like, just make loads of mates. Because, you know, your mates are the ones that are going to put you in the door to someone else you know so also just be kind and nice to people because you never know like not I'm not saying just be kind because they could get you somewhere yeah, yeah, but don't don't be a dick be yeah. nice to people meet meet loads of people and because you never know what what that person's going to be doing in the future so it's also about being yourself isn't it and just being yeah, genuine just, just, just be just genuine be, and yeah. nice like I think I think uh, the design industry gets a bit of slack for um people being dicks but I think what that is that comes from ego inside agencies and design houses so like I've worked in quite a few and I've seen how the hierarchy works and I've seen how egos can take over but I think if you're good at what you do and you're really like if you're really good and you have that skill yeah I think ego and uh, doesn't really doesn't need to come into play uh, when it comes to like deadlines mm. everybody everybody's got them some of them yeah some are quite easy to handle and some of them are like last minute so how do you deal with uh, the pressures of deadlines working for you know like massive companies like Nike and H&M um, most companies don't even give you leeway on any deadline wow. like it's the deadline is the deadline I, I never like to push a deadline for me it's just professional yeah. you're given a date you stick to that date and for instance like the H&M one I got the like I got the brief on the Friday and the first draft had to be on in, in on the Monday and so obviously I didn't sleep <laughs> But it's just it's just one of the things you have to deal with in this industry. It's like deadlines are deadlines. And also because I've worked as a print designer in fashion, factory deadlines, when you're working to those, if you miss a factory deadline, you miss your season. Like it's, mm. there is no leeway. I, the one thing I'd always say, if you're going to be in this industry, there are a shit ton of people out there that are waiting to get behind you. So if you're going to be missing your deadlines, trust me, your client's not going to trust you again. If you're if you've missed your deadline, there's about a thousand other people waiting to hit that deadline. So yeah. make sure you do the work and get it in on time, basically. So working with these big brands yeah. like Nike and H and M, you know, how much of an input do they have with your design process? Oh, yeah. As you're developing as an artist, I think a lot of the time companies will come in and have their say. But as you get more confident and kind of know your own work. 
brands will kind of try and chip in less and less. They'll always do it because if you're working for a client, you're working for a client, which means they are paying you, which means you're going to have to take on their brand and really understand their brand and try and fit your work with them. Mm. Um, but a lot of the time, a lot of the brands are, they come, they've come to me, so they want my vision rather than their vision, I guess. One thing, you say that um, you know, you, there's quite tight deadlines and the clients come to you because they want your style on you know, their work. Have you found when you've gone from strength to strength in your career that the clients that come to you, you know, they become a little more lenient every time? Like you kind of progress through your career, they yeah. know that you've got bigger. Yeah, I think so. Like basically over the last year, like I was saying to you guys, I really did only start pushing myself and my own work a year and a half, two years ago. So, and over time, again, they're coming to you and they want you to put your touch on it I guess and they do become a bit more they do become a bit more lenient otherwise what are they coming to you for they could just go and be like oh can you just do this in this style but which I don't agree with I hate when clients do that it's rude <laughs> it's like if you want someone's style go and pay for it do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Also, and I think also as well like you kind of look for that recognition because yeah. you've been working so hard all, all, all these years yeah and you know, and you finally get your big break. Yeah. Well, obviously, you said two years ago was that your big moment for you then? Or? Um, actually, no. No, God, no. It took took ages because I was still doing really shit work. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, shit work. I mean, development work. Development. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah development. no, no. I know. I was. I was. Um, I've been developing for years because obviously, when I was working as a print designer, I was still doing my own stuff. But I think it was a confidence thing, actually, and only really started last year getting pushed by different people, and then from there it's kind of just taken off, which is nice. You know, doing graphic design, we have a lot of illustrating, illustrating friends, <laughs> illustrative, illustrator friends, and you know, it's almost that um, thing like, oh, graphic design, there's more money in it, and that's yeah. why some people go at it mm. more than illustration. What's your take on that? I think graphic designers, there are so many more jobs for graphic designers, right? But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to enjoy it because a lot of my mates who are graphic designers, they're just doing jobs to kind of tide their way over and kind of the most boring graphic design jobs. Um, If you want to be an illustrator and you want to make it, you know, try and take your illustration into different routes. Like I've just done a, a, a Nike trainer, but I've also just done a popcorn packet yeah. for popcorn. Like, I think if you're going to be an illustrator... Be a business person and be like, okay, how can I actually use my skills? Because I can obviously fucking draw. Yeah. How can I use that and place it on different products that's going to bring me money? You're good. Don't do it for free. It's basically. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Be, keep practicing. It may take you 10 years mm. to actually start making good money. Um, but if you're, you know, start looking at how you can place it. Like yeah. maybe take it in different realms instead of just like seeing it one dimension. Seeing, seeing it, oh, I've just got to illustrate an article. As an illustrator, a lot of them, I think, do see themselves as just like, again, if a magazine approaches you, can you illustrate this article? But see see how you can use your work in different areas, basically. And you said, like you said, obviously it could take you time before, you know... Time. Get... <laughs> time, time, time. I, do you know, the biggest bit of advice I can give to anyone younger is don't think it's going to happen overnight because it won't it took years to even 
even get noticed and before I even did get that first break um I literally was just like I'm packing this in I can't do it because it mentally it like yeah. it just screws you over because you're like oh is there so really mentally exhausting it is well, mentally it? exhausting it's yeah. creatively exhausting mentally exhausting um and that's why people don't just get to the top for nothing it's how, like, how did you deal with that when you did come to that stage oh it's the you... worst it's the worst because you just like you see all your mates doing really well and you're like what have I done wrong? I've worked so hard for this much time and I'm still not getting anywhere. It is all so cliche, but that hamster wheel idea, it's so true because you just keep keep, going. You keep going and you keep going and then you're like, there are points you get to and you're like, do I carry on? Like, is there there a trick I'm missing? You know, if you are good and you you keep your head down, it will come over time. This might be some, to some it's a harsh reality. Some people have it, some people don't. And yeah. it's like, when do you own up to yourself? You know, you've obviously come across people who are good, mm-hmm. but you know deep down they still need work. Yeah, you know? you, um, well, I've been through loads of sections of that in my own life, like telling yourself you're not quite there yet. And I've known, like, I, I've, I've been in the arts for a long time, like since I was 16. So imagine how long that is to have those doubts about yourself yeah. and have all those things you're going to go through three, four years of being like, fuck. But it's, it's that thing again of just keep working. Um, I mean, if you're really shit, <laughs> I mean, you will find out and that's your journey and that's your path, yeah. however long but it takes But it's never you. too late to change and But it's never too late. And... Some people are like, some, you know, actually, some of the articles I've read recently, there's this guy who um, worked for his whole life in accounting and then got to 60, 65 retired and now sits in his sheds and shed and paints, and he's amazing. Yeah. I forget his name. It would be really handy if I had his name. Um, but it's just like, come on! Like art is the art is one of the best things because you don't. There's no age to it. it doesn't no, yeah. it? Really doesn't give a fuck about your um, age. You know, you could be really shit for twenty years. Like you could be <laughs> not. You could be not the hot artist, or you know, someone that isn't trending or yeah. cool. But then, who knows? In twenty years' time, you might do a piece of really shit hot work and someone picks it up like that so yeah, exactly. um if you if you enjoy it do it basically that is Absolutely. as simple as it is what you know the transition into freelance did you always think you'll end up in freelance or um i i did that was always my goal always my goal was to work as a freelancer but i, I there is there is a, a really nice thing about having something that's quite solid as well you know i've always worked for a company that's almost been on a retainer of freelance so it is really good to have somewhere that you can bank on get bringing that money in because then you're not worried because the worst thing you can do is as an artist is be stressed and worry about your next paycheck coming in because then you can't actually be free so i think it's good always to have a base even if you know even if it's a little part-time job to kind of help you pay the rent and help you pay your bills because it's real it's realistic as an artist you've got to pay you talked about obviously coming to london how has that you know changed i always knew i was going to move to london from like the, the youngest age because i was i used to come here and dance so i used to do all my classes here but i think because i always knew as soon as i left high school i was like right i'm getting into art college and i'm moving to london that was just my vision but i think the one, the one main thing is not having having any family here. How important do you think is having no distractions and having, you know, just completely to yourself with your work when you're actually working? Yeah, well, if I'm in the zone, I can't have people talk to me. Like, I, I that sounds really bad. But, um, I have to have my headphones in. 
and really, really get into the zone because it is so easy to get distracted. So how do you balance that? So when you do, you know, have a big projects around Christmas time, there is no balance. There is no balance. Unfortunately, no, just... when you're freelance, there is no balance. Like I worked on a pitch for, I did a job for um, Equinox Gym, and they, the, the, it was really weird because um, I, it was over New Year's and I had big plans, but I couldn't even go out for New Year's because the pitch needed to be in on the first. Wow. No, on the second. So, yeah. um, but I had to send it to my agent to get it signed off. But yeah, there, there's no, there's no balance. There will be days where you no you social know, life, no just social work. life. You just got to work. No, there's so many times where I'm like literally sat by myself crying. It can be that stressful. Like yeah. no one ever sees on my Instagram that I'm crying. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the worst day. That's the thing. That's the thing. People don't see how hard it can be. But yeah, it's just part part and parcel of it, I guess. In this final section, Kelly opens with words of advice for students currently at university, highlights the value of researching and understanding your clients, and how to use social media effectively for your brand. Uni was more my base. I know this sounds really bad, but this, is, this will be a lot of people. Um, don't bank on uni being the best thing that's there for you. You've got to make it what you make it. And one thing I will say to any students is make use of all of the facilities because trust me when you leave things get really expensive even <laughs> fucking photocopying gets expensive <laughs> yeah. so like and make sure that the projects you're working on ask your teachers be like okay how can how can i relate this to actual life like a lot of the work you do in real life will probably have nothing to do with a lot of the briefs you are working on yeah. which is a lot of the time very conceptual and uh, which is great. It's great to be a student and learning all these conceptual thoughts and research. And, but when you get into real life, <laughs> like, have you used have you used any of that experience from university uh, up until now? Um, or no, maybe the research side. It's what gets me really excited when you start researching the themes and. In terms of people who are listening, when you you talked about research and how important it is, what's the first thing you turn to? Probably Pinterest, uh, which is probably awful. I know. Because I have so many saved things that are my favourite things to look at, I think you have to get excited. So, say if you're working for a client, for instance, you got to research that brand, you've got to research everything about that company, which I think is really important, actually, if you're working for someone. Yeah. Make sure you understand them. Do you, do you, are you allowed to dig into their archives? Do they give you access to... Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, like when I did the Nike project, I've got like five of their books that, you know, from the labels and all the all the old graphics. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's just like making sure that you understand their vision and their company, I guess. Now you're f freelancing and everything. Do you think you'll ever, you know, if a big company does approach you yeah. and they want to give you a massive in-house, you're like, yeah, we want you to ourselves. Do you think you'll ever be enticed to go back into working for yeah, someone if, again? Yeah, if it was, say if it was like, I don't know, in 10 years time, if it was creative director position, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and if it was for a brand that I love, it would have to be someone really fucking good and yeah. big for me to do it. Because obviously, you know, you don't work this long and then be like, oh, I'm going to go back into an agency. Yeah. Um, but, they, you know, people are on different paths. Like, in five years' time, I might want to go and work for an agency and a design agency because that's really cool as well. Like, just depends what you want to do at the time. Yeah. But at the moment, I'm happy. As an artist, I think what you need to do, you need to be clever about it. Choose the brands you're working with carefully. There's sometimes there's going to be times where you're like, they've just offered me 50K. Uh, <laughs> but also, um, 
I think you each each project's going to be different, and you've just got to if it's right for you at that moment. If you genuinely feel like it's a good project and you're going to get something valuable out of it, do it. There's all brands are always going to fuck up. I mean, That's but true. they always seem to. What what we don't realise is, and what you know, like the Pepsi thing, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People get their spheres out right. A couple yeah. of months goes by, everyone's fucking forgotten oh, about yeah, it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to happen, and they'll be. I think. Do you think um, internet is now a powerful tool for big brands like that because Twitter and Instagram and everything yeah. like that wasn't in our hands. Yeah. As accessible as it is today. Now with the internet being so open and, you know, companies have to be really careful because people aren't stupid. Yeah. Um, that's, why that's why advertising has to be so much more clever now. How do you feel like, you know, with your work when you're using the internet? Do you think how much you've excelled, do you give that lot to Instagram and Twitter and oh, reaching yeah. the audience? Yeah, I think just you've got to hand it to like these platforms because they've made it possible, basically. Anyone who's starting out, any advice to them on how, you know, how much you should post or... You know, if you've yeah. got a piece and you want to, you know, show someone like yeah. how, how do don't, they go? Don't overshare. Okay. I think um, be, don't overshare, but also don't be too clinical. I hate when I see posts and they're so clinical, like... Um, too, almost too perfect. Like, like too very, perfect. You know, yeah. like when you, it's really beautiful. Like sometimes when you go down feeds and like people have actually made it into an artwork, that's really nice. But um, in terms of like engaging people and... If I've done a piece of work and I really want to post it, I'm just going to post it. I'm not going to be like, oh, um, I need to wait till five o'clock. So that's like when I get my size. Just post when you feel it, I think. And is it almost like, do you, you know, share some of your personal life as well as, yeah. you know, you know yeah, have I a balance between the two rather than just having a design page on its yeah, own? Yeah, 100%. I think if you're going to be, if you're going to be an artist or an illustrator, people want to know you. Like this last year, I've done probably like five five video interviews and I think people it's because people have a genuine interest in the artist behind the work um so yeah show show a bit of yourself show a bit of your personality and you'll probably get work through that you know I, I love menswear and I'm just about to do a collab with one of my favorite menswear brands and that's because I posted about menswear a lot so yeah and they saw that and they yours. saw that exactly. and they, you know yeah. so um so it's definitely worthwhile Because it's almost like they're meeting you before they've met you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've met so many Instagram buddies. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Some of them <laughs> I cool. meet and I'm like, shit, you're not what I thought you were going to be. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate. You've been catfished a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> then others, like, I've met some of the best mates. Yeah, so, yeah. that's really awesome. And it's, it's nice to hear as well because some people are very reluctant on sharing on social media and they, they hold back. And most of the time when I see design pages, they've even made a separate one do you know, actually, one. can I tell you something? So when I first started showing my own work, I had my personal Instagram and then I set up a the, one. this one. Yeah. Um, and then over time, I just kind of merged them. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's fine. So the that. old one's gone now? Old one's gone. Okay. Because I want to say... <laughs> that was years ago though. <laughs> um, so one thing I'm always asked as well is, you know, what's the biggest difference between illustration and graphic design? I know we touched on it very yeah. earlier on in the, in the podcast, but, but, but for me, completely, what, you know, it could be different to what another designer thinks. For example, mm -hmm. you, you'd be like, well, it's not really Do that. Do you know, different. I have a lot of respect for, because um, I work, uh, the company I work, for, uh, I freelance for at the moment, I sit next to the graphic designers and I have so much respect for them. I am not a graphic designer and I will never be able to be because it's such a skill. It's such a skill that I do not have. I do not have that clean eye. You need that, that patience. Yeah. That patience to be like, I'm just like, nah, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> why did you my... Why have you got all this research when, you, you know, you can just do it? Yeah, I, yeah, no, a lot of my graphic designer mates are always just like, 
when I first starting out, I didn't I didn't have my little KA thing, my little monogram thing. I, I don't think you can even call it anything. But and I asked my mate, and I was like, how can I? He's a graphic designer. He's worked in the industry for like ten years. I was like, how do I make my logo? And he was like, because at first I had just like a KA writ like typeface. And he was like, you, you almost just, I can't do it for you. It's just something that you need to do. Like, unfortunately, graphic designers, in the best way, you can make, you can take an illustration and make it beautiful and professional and make it into yeah. something The thing is, yeah, different. I mean, if you get a graphic designer to make an illustrator's logo, that's the graphic designer's interpretation of them. Oh, if them. they do it themselves, exactly. then yeah. it is them. Yeah just kind of condensed down yeah. into a little mark. No, and really I came up with like loads of different, trying to kind of come up with these different emblems and like, and then I just, I ba I've basically just ended up using the signature that I sign off my prints with. So, and that's so much more authentic. And yeah, um, and, and, and people will resonate with that more than yeah, like a proper logo. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you yeah. could give, if you could give, if you could give three, yeah. three points of advice yeah. to everybody listening. Okay, don't worry so much because shit will happen in time. Work seven days a week and don't give a fuck about it. Be proud of the, the development work and keep developing um, and don't don't feel shit about it. Just love it and have fun. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> very Amazing. much. Amazing. Um, so yeah, just going to close it out. So we just want to thank Kaliana for letting us interview her today. Yeah, it has been yeah. an absolute pleasure. We've had cool. a good time. So if you want to shout out your social media and where they can find your work, your website, etc., go yeah. for it. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, Kaliana London, um, and then my website's just kellyannalondon.com. Cool. And yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate Wonderful. it. Wonderful. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Woo! Cool. That's massive. You have been listening to the second episode of the Undergrads podcast featuring Kelly Anna. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, don't forget to check our previous podcast available on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you want to stay updated for the latest news and feature pods or would like to get in touch, then follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is undergrads, that is U-N-D-R-G-R-D-S. Thanks for listening. See ya!